0: Good morning, motivators, and welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation podcast. It's a chilly morning of 36 degrees. 2nd January 2019. Holy moly, huh? Just got our act together this morning. It's all very familiar. Wife running around. Not frantically, but... Trying to get her shit together, trying to make sure she's on time and my son's got his act together and he's brushed his teeth and got his book bags and all that stuff. And they head out the door. Hang out on the couch for a few minutes, sipping on my coffee. Go wake up beanbag, take out the dogs, have our breakfast, take a shower, prepare for work and school. Here we go. We're back at it. It's a new year. And you know, as I mentioned in these previous podcasts, people like to talk all kinds of shit about the new year and the likelihood or lack thereof that people are going to change and people will never change, you know what I mean? But but we do. And we can. This is like a reset button. Right? So if you ended the year exhausted and tired and aggravated about whatever went on in the holiday season or work or home or school whatever had obstacles presented themselves in your path in 2018 sure you're likely to see some similar stuff in 2019 that's life we got to work we got to get traffic we get car car problems Friggin' car won't start it's too damn cold in the car Got to, got to warm her up. People are gonna miss appointments. You're gonna miss appointments. All kinds of bullshit's gonna go on. You'll make mistakes. That's human. But how do we respond to those situations? Is the question. So today, it doesn't have to be 2019. Make it 365 days. Let's so just start with today. It's eight o'clock. Drop my my girl off at the bus stop she's safe heading to school I'm heading down for a 9 a.m. appointment and I'm going to be going straight through till about 8 o'clock tonight and so I'm looking forward to that looking forward to the hard work and seeing all my patients and serving everybody the best of my ability it's going to be a busy day almost 30 patients Um, probably get some cancellations and some additions and so on and so forth and that's, that's just the way it goes man try to get home for lunch take my girls out try to get some flexibility training in, some breathing some good nutrition spread positivity that's my goal this morning I need to help people I need to try to make them move better and get them out of pain put a smile on their face, make them feel like they are cared for, which they are. And that's my mission, to do that all day long. And it's a job I love, and it's good work, and... and it's a new year, so let's fucking go after it. Let's see. Some, uh an interesting conversation here that I've been thinking about and pondering and uh, we'll keep it light we'll we'll talk about uh, vacation just came back from Florida right and one of the cool things that I did down there in addition to swimming and taking nice walks relaxing it's sitting in a friggin' hot tub and walking around the parks Epcot for a day anyway is we went on a gator boat ride so just maybe 10 miles from where we were staying in the villages in Florida there's uh, Tom and Jerry's gator boat rides and so we show up off of this kind of Seedy country road with dilapidated homes that you don't know if anybody's living in, but then you got, you know, nice shiny cars out front. It's interesting, the South, I've always felt, where people don't really, some people, and the country in general maybe, people don't really put as much emphasis on their homes. Like, they don't need a friggin' McMansion or anything like that, but what they are into is their car. So I'll have a really nice car parked in front of a dilapidated trailer. So I saw a lot of that, and that was in the vicinity. We pull into this driveway, and they got this apron. I'm like, where do we turn? The apron is really kind of high and crazy looking. We pull into the wrong joint. We do a U-turn. We get back on, go into the, <clears throat> the Gatorboat place, which is a little small concrete building with an empty pool in-ground pool just out the back window. It's got all kinds of debris and shit in it. You can imagine that at some point they would hold um, critters in there of all types. Certainly gators. Um, We're greeted by, or we go into the building and there's this kind of like a normal older woman glasses. She's looking over them at us and says, how you doing? You know, not a crazy accent or anything, but around her in this gift shop. She's got basically a central uh, cash register and some items for sale and some brochures. And then there are um, a bunch of souvenirs. So she's got these little severed baby gator hands uh, that are kind of Hot glued at a right angle to the pencil, like just short of the eraser, and they're selling those for five bucks. Of course, you got severed heads of gators. These are all kind of small juvenile gators, baby gators, keychain shit like that, T-shirts. So. It's, it's dumpy. A bunch of other people are in. Clearly tourists. I mean, you know, only tourists would bother doing anything like this. All the locals probably seen gators more times than they could count just in messing around in their yards, in the woods, and et cetera, et cetera. They're not looking to go out there. So we see in the back behind this building there, there are uh, a series, maybe I guess maybe three, um, boats with the big fans on the back. What do you call that? An airboat. It's got a gigantic fan in the back and an engine and a chair It sits up high where the, the pilot of the boat sits and then it's got a bunch of just horizontal um, seats. Maybe three or four rows. They're actually pretty spacious. So you count them up, a dozen of us get on this airboat with Captain Joe or Cap Joe. He's this little skinny um, country boy wearing jeans and a flannel shirt. And he's that light flannel shirt, His sleeves rolled up. Tells everybody, hey, he goes, hey, you know, welcome, welcome. I'm Captain Joe. Lily thought they call himself Cat Joe. So we thereafter knew him as Cat Joe. And Captain Joe come on on this boat, everybody, just get a seat, he goes, hey, a couple times, hey, it's a boat, hey, it's a boat, I guess, suggesting that, okay, we need to sit in some sort of order, so that we can equally distribute the weight, and the thing doesn't capsize, hey, it's a boat, so we get in, our family's in the row, just in front of him, just in front of the captain, Joe, and we tear off into. Well, it's a pretty good experience. A beautiful day, maybe seventy-five degrees. Sun is out, poking through some clouds, but the sun was with us most of the time. Uh, wasn't very buggy. We're heading out there, and as we first started creeping along, he gives us our safety brief and you know makes some uh, pokes of fun at. You know, the reality that there's some dangerous critters out there. He said, hey, first come out the, in the morning. These are cold-blooded creatures that come out the sun themselves. First come, comes out the turtles, then the gators, and then the snakes. And I haven't seen too many snakes around here lately, but you'll see some gators, you'll see some turtles. Over here we got cypress. That's a big cypress tree. These are prehistoric trees. Every inch of those trees is 10 years and look how thick they are. So those are prehistoric trees and you see those things sticking up out of the ground, sticking up out of the, the swamp essentially, where all these little elbow things sticking up and I had heard of cypress knees. Cypress knees are actually part of the trees root system and they're spread up all around the tree and they interlock I guess with the adjacent trees and they help to oxygenate and nourish the tree and all that shit. They're also good for wood carving, so now it's illegal to take any sort of cypress out of this particular swamp, but I have seen carvers that use these cypress knees, so they must be really good for carving. Um, We head out, we see a bunch of turtles, small and large, up on their little branches and fallen trees half in half out of the swamp and I remember looking at the first turtle it was like probably a foot in diameter its shell big freaking turtle like a painted turtle something like that and it was out so far with its legs stretched out below it that I thought man is that real like it wasn't moving either despite us creeping by on the boat and then he'd start up the boat and the fan would go, make a real loud noise, as large fans do. And then we'd propel off and we cut through the swamp and go over all this swampy, you know, vegetation. Reeds and small plants and trees and shit that had been submerged in the flood, in the waters, as uh, they had a lot of rain this year. He'd just go right over it. You could, you could feel the boat struggle a little bit, and then he'd throttle up the fan, and we'd just skim right across it. And then, sure enough, he would show up to an area where he'd slow down, take a turn, um, and you'd see this, like, drag mark. So imagine yourself on a... As I'm driving down the road here, all these um, the many houses they have. <coughs> driveways, right? So the driveways think of the think of these kind of drag areas like the driveways for the alligators so they go up and live in this territory and they pull themselves through the swamp with their webbed feet and they scurry across the ground and they find some high ground just enough to kind of lay half submerged and sun their backs and he said you see those things see there's a gator back there there's a gator up there if you can see i can see because i'm sitting up high but you guys wouldn't even see him huh And he goes, be careful there, you don't want to, I got stuck one time, we had to get out and push. (laughs) So he's always, you know, making comments about how, God forbid, you fall out of the boat. So these, um, we saw some medium-sized gators, maybe four or five foot, that I saw. And they were just laying up there, quiet, not moving. we did not perturb them, despite the loud Uh, sounds of the air, um, the airboat, and we didn't get too close. We did see, the closest we saw was a baby alligator that was up on a a, uh, tree stump just out of the water. That was right next to a turtle. Mandy and Lily and Sam swear they saw a water moccasin, but I feel like uh, there was this long neck sticking up out of the water. But I feel like it was a, a bird, like a stork or heron or whatever, a crane of some sort, because I don't know what that a water moccasin would be that. It was kind of out in an in open watery area. If I was a snake, I wouldn't be swimming around out there because the birds might come down and eat your ass, an eagle or something, an osprey. So Captain Joe gave us his tour. He said, look at those, look at over, at the, see that, the top of that gator? Those things are called scoots on its back, those little sections Each of those little squares is like a prehistoric solar panel. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I bet you he's right. I'm going to look that up. Scoots. Um, You know, it was was actually a really, really fun experience. We took some photos. We got some nice uh, video footage of this guy throttling up and going around turns. And it was really, really pretty cool when he got moving. And you can tell, though, that as a tour guide on, a, on an airboat, that it's a pretty easy job. <clears> he <throat> just, you know, spins this little boat around and goes through some vegetation and shows off the features of the boat and the maneuverability, maneuverability, and then shows you some animals, which are relatively predictive in their behavior. You know, I know that people think of. Things like sharks and gators and snakes, like, oh, you know, we don't, you never know where they are. They're going to come out of nowhere. And while these creatures are can be fairly elusive, particularly when they're hunting and most likely at night, when they're out to the sun themselves, they've got their favorite beaches just like we do. Just like we'll always go to 8th Street or wherever. This is where we like to set up our stuff. We're going to be right off of this road in Harvey Cedars, New Jersey, right. The creatures have their favorite beach spots too, and they go and sun themselves. And so the drivers, the tour guides always know that we're likely to see some nice um, nature. So they don't have to look too far. One thing I thought was interesting, of course, remember the gift shop with all the different alligator body parts. They said that they're not allowed to take anything in, put anything into the swamp, or take it out, that these creatures are protected and only a couple times a year maybe once a year or more they will um they will have a hunting season and but they don't let you go out in the area that you're familiar with let's say you're driving your boat around doing tours you're like, "Oh, right, I come out here and catch me a gator." No. They're going to give you a lottery and the lottery will say, "Okay, you can take your airboat over to this lake and that way you don't know exactly where these Gators are likely to be sunning themselves, so you can't kill them as readily, which I think is awesome. Um, So, it was one of the more unique things that I've done recently this gator boat tour. And I got to see a lot of nature, and we got to go real fast on an airboat and have the kids right next to me. It wasn't rocky in terms of the boat rocking and getting us sick, it was quite comfortable an experience we will not soon forget I did forget to mention that there is was a uh, as we left the little uh, house where you sign up for the gator boat tour and pay the lady we left on a um, we went out back and walked to this little shed where the boats were hanging out on, on the lagoon swampy lagoon and there was a skinny old woman there with a little baby gator that had its um, its mouth was taped shut with with electrical tape, so it couldn't bite you. And she would let you hold it. And it was actually very soft and very calm creature. It wasn't squirming trying to get out of your hands. Very docile. And she passed it around. We took pictures with it. Uh, is that cruel? I don't know. I, I don't didn't feel like it. But I got some nice pictures to, um, remember this experience and I'm glad we did it. I'll tell you in the PM, I'll see if I can, uh, drop some knowledge on you about the rest of our vacation, which is really, really cool. Listen, I'm going to start stepping up my off time. It's one of my goals in 2019 and, and beyond. There's a lot of places that I want to see and a lot of experiences that I would like to have. Um, A frustration of mine is that when I was in the Marines, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, we traveled all over the world. I did my travel. My buddies were sitting there drinking beer in the woods in New Jersey. I was traveling all over the world, been to 15 or 16 countries And had some nice adventures, did some good training in all those places. Thankfully, this is all peacetime. I'd stop, have liberty in places like France and Israel and Spain and Morocco and Greece. And Australia, Okinawa, Cuba. And so we really got to see some cool places and I'll never forget some of those voyages. But the irony is that there's so many places within the United States that I have not been to. I, I see these pictures and see watch videos on Facebook pages about the Grand Tetons and the Colorado River and Alaska and different islands and and Costa Rica. And I want to go to these places. I want to have these experiences. I want to do so with my family. And so I'm going to try my absolute best to put plans together and to make it really fun and enjoyable to inform ourselves and plot our itinerary about these various vacations we're going to go on. Because it's something that, you know, my kids are growing. So I want them to have experiences. I feel like for the past 20 years since I've been out of the Corps, I've been either in school or working my ass off or getting married, raising a family, all these things. And time kind of gets away from you. So now we're starting to get uh, to the point where the kids are old enough. They're like Rusty and Audrey Griswold. Before their attitudes get too great and they'd rather hang out with their friends and boyfriends and girlfriends, schoolmates, I would like to uh, travel the country with them, if not the world. And so this vacation we started out going to Florida and Epcot and did a gator boat ride. We got to record this, we got to get a map out, plot our little pins on it, push pins. And most importantly, work our asses off to achieve all the things that we want. And to be able to go on these vacations, to save for it, to put time aside, to prioritize this. So that's something we're going to be doing. Listen, check out a gator boat tour. Make the best of 2019. For many of us, this is our first day back to work and school. Let's be positive about it. Kick ass and take names.